Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Forum, the latest podcast, bringing you all the news, headlines, and analysis from around the world of sports. Today is April 24th, 2020, and day one of the NFL draft is in the books. I am joined always by my good friend and co-host, Ethan Looper, and what we wanted to do is just record a quick a quick reactionary pod, if you want to call it that, uh, with our, you know, just our thoughts on the first round. Um, it was a pretty, a pretty exciting night, I think, mostly because of the fact that we haven't had a sporting event in in over a month. So just to see something sports related on TV was was something incredible of itself. But it was a very very solid first round. There were some surprises, and Ethan, let's just get right into it. So let's start with let's start with our teams. Um, so we'll start with you and your New York Giants. Uh, Andrew Thomas at four, the old lineman from Georgia. Uh, your thoughts there? When I initially evaluated Thomas, I saw some issues with his feet sometimes getting crossed up. Uh, I saw some issues with his hands sometimes getting too high. But the bottom line with Thomas is that he was a three-year starter in the sec he is he gets results in pass protection he is a mauler in the run game uh i'm ultimately just excited for andrew thomas to get to work in new york we've had problems along the line for a long time there have been players we've passed on in the first round who could have significantly improved that tackle position namely uh laramie tunsil the year we picked Eli Apple and passed on him and Ryan Ramshek when we picked Evan Engram and Ryan Ramshek is now a pro bowler for the saints. So there've been players there in the past few years that really could have improved the situation, maybe even extended Eli's career or made him more effective towards the end of his career by giving him some protection. But I think ultimately that offensive line needed a real overhaul and i think this is a great start uh you know i'm excited for andrew thomas i'm excited for the giants i'm excited to watch them and i really have no complaints about the pick uh, i wanted them to get a trade down of a couple slots either with the dolphins or the chargers i even mm-hmm. heard some stuff about the jaguars but from what gettleman was saying uh Apparently, there wasn't a lot of interest from the other teams. There was some hemming and hawing, and teams going back and forth didn't get anything solid. Uh, I I don't fault him for that. It was definitely a a possibility coming into the draft that they wouldn't be, you know, get a trade down, uh, partially because Gettleman's never done it before, but also because, you know, it was pretty clear that the Giants weren't going to take a quarterback. And so Miami or, or LA wasn't really worried about having to necessarily move up to get their guy, but the Giants took a lot of time on the clock. I could tell they were trying to get back and ultimately they got a good player who I think is going to be effective for them for a long time and fill a need. I don't have any complaints about it. Yeah. um, I think for me, um, I was initially surprised because just, you know, listening to the guys on ESPN talk and, and reading a lot of mock drafts prior to the draft, um, 
Thomas wasn't necessarily the first, was not the first alignment off the board in most of those. It was usually Jedrick Wills or it was Tristan Wirfs or in some cases even Mekhi Becton. But regardless, so I think, you know, initially I was kind of like, oh, you know, I wasn't expecting his name, you know, I wasn't expecting him to be the first lineman, but he's a very, like you said, very talented player, three-year starter. Um, And, you know, I was talking to a few of my other uh, friends who are also Giants fans, and they were kind of like, you know, not, not thrilled, not disappointed, but not thrilled. And, you know, this is this this type of situation where an old lineman was in great need in New York, and and I and I and I thought of it in relation to, a, uh, probably I think seven years ago when the Cowboys drafted Tyron Smith, you know when when they were up there I think at five or six in the first round. So you know it, it's one of those situations where it's not the sexiest pick on the board. You know it it, it it's not necessarily a big flashy player. But it's a definite need, and it's a smart pick, and I think he's going to be an anchor for that O-line and a protector for Daniel Jones for a very, very long time. So I think you can never really fault a team for wanting to build the offensive line. Never. In today's NFL, the quarterback is easily the most valuable asset to a franchise, and you know, that's just illustrated by the draft capital they get. You know, four quarterbacks taken in the first round when, you know, you can you can point to corners where they had a lot. You know, there's always a lot of draft capital going into them in the first round. But quarterbacks are, you know, you can only play one of them. That's how it is. So looking at that, it's it's disproportionately, you know, high how the, the league values quarterbacks. And when you're going to pour that many resources into an asset that's important, you have to protect that asset. And the Giants did that with Daniel Jones last year and Saquon Barkley two years ago. Um, Andrew Thomas is going to help them get the most out of both those guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I don't understand anyone complaining about the pick. Um, You know, again, I do wish they could have traded down a few slots. Didn't seem like that was really in the cards. So... Right, Gettleman did yep. what he could, and he, he got, got his, and he got his guy. There. He got right. the guy. They got their guy, um, and that's and that's all you can ask for on on especially on night one. So shifting now to my Dallas Cowboys, um, I know I sound like a hypocrite, but I am thrilled with the pick. Um, if anybody missed the draft for whatever reason, uh, they picked Ceedee Lamb at seventeen. Um, and I sound like a hypocrite because on our mock draft episode, I I I was. I said that I wasn't really a fan of them taking a wide receiver. But I said that under the impression that Lamb, Judy, and Ruggs would all be off the board before 17, which is what I thought would happen and um, what, you know, I had in my in my mock. And, you know, the, the Raiders surprised me at 12 going with Ruggs. Um, and then the Niners, who I thought would also take, you know, a wide receiver at 13, they traded back. So that, or I'm sorry. Well, first, they, first they traded back to they they swapped with Tampa and then they took Javon Kinlaw, which surprised which I, which me. Which I had happening. Yes, so. very good call. Um, so that, and I was sitting there going, wait a second, you know, you know, Atlanta's not going to take a wide receiver. Denver's probably going to take one of them. So that might leave someone left at 17. And lo and behold, you know, the the Broncos took Judy, and then the the. The Falcons took Terrell from Clemson, so I was like, "Wow, you know, was not expecting Lamb to be there at 17." But it, you know, in a situation where 
yes, there's needs on the defense. I understand that. But when you have a guy like CeeDee Lamb who can, you know, who I can think can step in day one and make a difference on that offense, add another weapon, take some pressure off of Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Um, he's great after the catch. His hands are, are can be iffy at times, um, but he's got great speed. He's, he's got great deep threat ability. When you have a, a chance to take him and you know that one of your arch nemesis or nemeses the Philadelphia Eagles are at twenty-one, and you know they're you 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 and and you know that they're taking a wide receiver. You can't pass that up. So so I think it was the I think it was the smart move. Um, it prevented him from falling even more and potentially falling into the hands of the Eagles. Um, and it added a guy in our offense who is just going to be another playmaker and another guy for Dak to throw the ball to and and make stuff happen. So I I was I was very happy with it. He. Um, your thoughts on on, on my uh, on my Cowboys pick? Yeah, with Sidney Lamb, I had him as the top receiver on the board, and a lot of people did. I mean, well, I, I had him as the first wide out going too. I had him going to Oakland at, or Las Vegas at twelve. Yeah, and I I think when you take the best player on the board who's slipping, it almost never comes across as the wrong pick. Uh, you know, there was there was two receivers taken early. Wasn't the you know we weren't expecting. No one was expecting Rugs to to go first. Yeah, that was the, the big. Yep. It seems like Al Davis made that pick from above. <laughs> He's always loved the the speed, the physical traits. But Lamb to the Cowboys, it's it's a pick that in in terms of contract situation, it would have been nice to. To have Lamb, if I'm the Cowboys, got, gotten him with a year or two left on Amari Cooper's deal. Uh, they just re-signed Cooper this offseason. So, I mean, you can look at that as having longevity at mm-hmm. the receiver position. Uh, yeah, there are some needs on the defense, but that's what the later rounds are for. Early right. rounds, in my opinion, you go, you get talent. And later rounds, you can you can start drafting more for need, but reaching for a guy that you might quote unquote need at a certain position, you know that isn't how you you win games. It's not how you build a great team. Look at the Cowboys' uh, offensive line, for example. Exactly, they put so many draft assets into it, and even though there were bigger holes in the roster. They built a unit that was feared. They were feared throughout exactly. the league. Yep. You know, if you were a defensive lineman, you did not want to face the Cowboys because you knew you were going to get some some fucking bruises that game. You know, you didn't you didn't want to put hands on Tyron Smith. You didn't want to put hands on Zach Martin. Right. You didn't want to put hands on Travis Frederick. And it was like that across all five. So it's a similar team building philosophy for the Cowboys. Once I saw that Lamb was on the board, I expected them to take him, and it it wasn't it wasn't a big surprise. And big ups to the Cowboys for getting back at the Eagles for snatching Goddard from in front of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, exactly. You know, you, you you know when 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 a team like that, you know, when a when a division rival is is sitting right behind you and you know that they're in the market for 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 a wide receiver and you have the best so the so-called best wide receiver available you know i think it's pretty much a no-brainer and i'm 
And like you said, I'm I'm happy that they didn't, you know, reach and you know, I mean, essentially what the, essentially what it came down to is were they going to pick the best player available or were they going to pick based on need? And they went with the best player available and you know, some teams employ that draft strategy and and I see nothing wrong with it. So, and then the other thing I said was, you know, there's still a ton of defensive talent on this board. You know, Xavier McKinney did not get picked. Grant Delpit's still out there. Christian Fulton's still out there. Trevon Diggs is still out there. There's a lot of guys in the secondary on defense. You know, A.J. Espensa, your two gross models, a couple edge guys that are still there. So there's still plenty of guys that they can take today and even tomorrow that can step in early on and help them on defense. So I see nothing wrong with the pick um, I'm very, I'm very happy with it. Um, so with that, you know, I think, you know, after day one, it's hard to say, you know, who had the best draft or, you know, who had the worst. Cause you know, teams have only had, you know, one pick. Um, so I guess really we'll just give some quick thoughts on, uh, E, we'll start with you. Just your, you know, your thoughts were, you know, surprises, you know, smart picks, bad picks, you know, whatever, just, just, just some quick reactions on, on last night's round. So my favorite pick might have been I'd say Patrick Queen to the Ravens that's a popular answer but it's just such a Ravens pick uh just kind of chilling right there where your pick is and some player who is you know meets the you know checks all checks the boxes of a of a position that could be filled on your roster great talent for the spot you picked him at and is going to be an impact player early in his career. Those guys always seem to fall to Baltimore and Patrick queen is, is in line with that. Uh, you know, I watched him a lot this year, LSU guy, uh, you know, <laughs> Lamar Jackson was on Instagram live calling him Ray Lewis jr. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if we're going to go that far right now but he's certainly a great talent and a good pickup for the ravens at a position where i had them taking kenneth murray right uh, yep we both did who in my opinion is is a better prospect falls to them and it's just you you meet you meet need with talent it's one of those ideal situations perfect storm some of the other picks I really liked were uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to the Chiefs. Love that. It was something I'd considered in, in my head, and it was something that I could definitely see from a scheme fit standpoint, from a talent standpoint. I thought they would go defense. I thought they would pick a corner, especially having lost their two, two mm-hmm. of their starters from last year. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, if the Chiefs score fifty points a game, right? Yeah, no, it's exactly, defense, exactly. So, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's see, I was really surprised by the Seahawks taking Jordan Brooks. Uh, I won't say that was a bad pick. That was not a bad pick. He's a really talented linebacker. Uh, did did well at the Senior Bowl. Jim Nagy, who's the the director of the Senior Bowl, says he reminds him of Bobby Wagner. I didn't watch a lot of them, but, you know, in the pre-draft process, I heard a lot of good things about him. It was a really typical Seahawks pick. I feel like the Raiders and the Seahawks, maybe maybe the I'll put the Patriots there, too, as the, the three teams that are not afraid of the public criticism 
They will take the guy that they think they need, mm-hmm. no matter what. And it usually, you know, it, it, especially with the Seahawks, it usually ends up working. Right. They they they've built multiple iterations of contenders. You know, the Legion of Boom, uh, being able to lose guys from the Legion of Boom and uh, supplement those guys with other successful defensive players. Uh, and now they've got this this new offense where Russell Wilson is slinging the ball around the yard and, you know, mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf are going deep. But can't blame them for wanting to, to shore up that defense a little more again. Uh, you know, no complaints about that Seahawks pick. I, you know, it was just surprising. Uh, the pick, the pick that really made me scratch my head was Green Bay. Yep, I was taking Jordan Love was 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 a question mark for me. Aaron Rodgers has four years left on his deal, his mega deal. That that deal will be untradeable. The mm-hmm. dead cap hit from cutting him, even if you think Jordan Love is ready, would be terrible. You wouldn't really be able to build a roster around Jordan Love with that type of cap hit being dead money. Uh, And when it's going to be time to think about Jordan Love's fifth-year option, Rodgers is still going to be, you know, excuse me, presumably he'll still be playing and starting on that team. So you're not going to know what you what you have in Jordan Love, even probably three to four years down the line. And this is a team that was one game away from being in the Super Bowl just last year. Yeah. So to me, it would have made sense to get Rodgers some more weapons when you have Devontae Adams, a couple guys who are pretty unproven, and Devin Funches, who has basically one good season for a so-so Panthers team. So didn't Love that idea from Green Bay, especially because they traded up to make that pick. Yeah. Uh, the trade up, you know, they, they leaped, I believe, the uh, – so they picked at 26. Yeah. So they, they they leaped the, the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the, the Ravens, and the Titans. And I don't you know who – among those teams, who is going to take a quarterback – my th- so yeah, I was I what I was gonna say was, I mean I, I mean obviously the pick itself is, is is very interesting, but the fact that they traded up to get it was really really interesting, and I think, I, I mean in a situation like that, I gotta think that the Packers knew something, that the Packers knew that this team was 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 looking at Jordan Love and they were like nope like we want him like we're gonna make sure we get him, and I'm gonna take a wild guess and say that team might have been Tennessee. Because I mean, I mean, you know, the Chargers got their guy, the Dolphins already got their guy, the Vikings don't need a guy, but Tennessee doesn't necessarily need a guy. But if there's any, but of all those four teams, they're the one that probably was going to be in the market for a quarterback the most. So, I so I so I have to think that the Packers knew something about another team, and that's why they did it. But look. You know, I, I I think this is a situation where Jordan Love steps in and, you know, like you said, barring some injury or whatever, you know, he's not going to play for, for three, four years. But during those three, four years, he's going to be able to learn 
from one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. He's going to inherit all that knowledge. And by the time he's Aaron Rodgers is, is, has called it quits or whatever, he's going to know that he should be able to know that system by the back, excuse me, like the back of his hand. Um, so from that standpoint, I kind of understand it. But from but what, like what you said, you know, the Packers were a game away from being in the Super Bowl. So that makes you think that they still have, you know, some solid years here with Aaron Rodgers left where they can still make a Super Bowl push. So why not take a lineman or someone on defense, someone that can just step right in right now and bolster your team? But they went the other direction, and they're really looking forward to, you know, really looking ahead to the future. And, you know, if, if, if like I said, if it all works out, Jordan Love's going to step in, in in three, four years and know exactly what to do. He's going to know that system and have that offense running. And I think that's what the Packers had in mind with the pick. But going back, you know, trading up, I definitely think that they knew something, and I'm going to guess that Tennessee might have had their eye on Jordan Love. Yeah, that would have been that would have been interesting considering they signed Tannehill to a four-year right. large, very large deal. Uh, you know, I could I could potentially see that. All I know is that Aaron Rodgers is is pissed right now. Yeah, you know, he absolutely should Aaron be. Rodgers, I'd be I'd be living. Yeah, he absolutely should be. But you know, you know, like, like I said, unless you know, I, I I mean, barring a torn ACL from Aaron Rodgers or something like you know, Jordan Love has to understand he's not going to play in any meaningful game for a decent amount of time. As he. Probably shouldn't. I mean, right? Yeah. There's there, and there's no way he should. Like a Mountain West Conference. Yeah. Uh, no. you know, not very yeah, high yeah. level competition. He played against in college, and definitely some spotty decision making. You know, if we if we can use a use a yeah, yeah. The, the, the decision making needs to be polished, and he but, he's got a lot to learn. Yeah, he's got all the physical tools. Um, I mean, he's got the. There's a lot of similarities between him and Rodgers. You know, the arm strength, the mobility. Uh, you know, don't know a lot about what his you know because Rogers Rogers is one of the most intelligent quarterbacks in the league. We'll see if if Jordan Love can can get up to that level. Uh, certainly, if there's anyone that could help him get there, it's Rogers. So, I, I have mixed feelings about that pick. It was definitely surprising. Not the route I would have gone if I were the Packers, but I'm also not an NFL GM. I make significantly less money than them, and of course. You know, probably we, know we both do less. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, you 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 pretty much touched on 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 a lot of the same points I was going to make, but a few things that I also had was um, I really liked the Dolphins what they did. Um, you know, they got their guy. I mean, I think a lot of people thought they were going to take Herbert, but you know, yours truly said they were going to take Tua. They did take Tua at five. So they got their guy there, and then at 18, I was a little surprised to see Austin Jackson there. I I was thinking maybe it would be Josh Jones, but, you know, they got Austin Jackson. They got a guy to protect Tua, and then, you know, they, they, they traded back, and they went with, um, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Noah Igbinogi. I You know what? Screw it. They they went with the corner from Auburn. Um uh, who, and you know that 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 pick is more of a more of a strengthening a strength type pick. You know that like like we talked about. You know with of course the addition of Byron Jones and everything. Um, but but I really like what they did with those three picks. You know they took care of the quarterback situation. They got a guy on the line to protect them, and they added a nice piece on defense. 
So I really like what the Dolphins did. Um, the Raiders really surprised me. Um, I was not, like we said, we're not expecting Henry Ruggs to be the first wide receiver. Not that he's not a talented player. I mean, he, the kid can burn. Um, I, I think he's going to be a great talent. Just, you know, not expecting him to be the first receiver off the board. And then at 19, Damon Arnett. Um, I, I think this is more of a pick that just kind of, you know, I, I think when the Raiders were, were doing their scouting, you know, looking at film, whatever, they, they, they just really locked onto this guy. They liked him, and they got him. So, I, 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 mean, I mean, that's pretty much all we have, you know, all, all I have on that. But, you know, like, just, it was just one of those names that really, you know, was not discussed too much, you know, a pretty big surprise. But, you know, of course, that doesn't mean anything. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Mike Mayock and, and John Gruden know a lot more than we do. And then the last pick that really surprised me that we haven't really discussed was the, was the Eagles. I was very, very surprised to see Jalen Rieger go before Justin Jefferson. Um, I think between the two of them, Jefferson has the it is more excuse me is more likely to you know step in day one under that offense and make a difference than Jalen Rieger. I think Rieger has a little bit more more, more there's, excuse me. There's more work to be done there um, for him to really become a, a polished receiver, um, but. So that so that pretty so that kind of surprised me, and then you know I was, of course, and then I was impressed with the Vikings for taking him right at the next pick. You know we pretty much fell into their lap. Uh, good job by Minnesota there, and then also a good job by Minnesota at thirty one after they traded back to get Jeff Gladney from uh, from TCU. He he looks to be a real sharp corner. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty much all. All that's pretty much all we have for. Uh, for this quick episode, you know, just a quick half hour, just some 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 quick blast reactions after round one. Um, I don't know if we're gonna do this tomorrow for rounds two and three. Are we? Do you wanna? Yeah. All right. Screw it. So yeah. So so we'll have one out for for rounds two and three, and then the next one will be a big giant recap of the whole seven. That'll be sometime next week. So be on the lookout tomorrow for our reactions to round two and three and it, it and you know i'm excited because like i said there's a lot of talent still out on this board so it's going to be really interesting to see where some teams go um and 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 who is still left you know after going into round four so with that on behalf of my good friend and co-host ethan looper this has been the sports forum <laughs>